we're going to study a special theme. Life everlasting. On death, dying, and the future hope. What does the Bible say about these things? Is there a hope for us? We know somebody is dead, dead. We can't do anything about it. But the Bible tells us there will be a resurrection of the dead. There will be everlasting life for some of us. For some. There's a ticket to heaven for everlasting life. And we are going to discover this ticket. Grace be with you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. We are going to study the theme, Life Everlasting, on death, dying, and the future hope. Lesson 4, the Old Testament hope. Our memory text for this week in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 17 and 19. By faith, Abraham, when put to the test, offered up Isaac. He who had received the promises was ready to offer up his only son. He considered the fact that God is able even to raise someone from the dead. And figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. I shall see God. The story of Job, such a sad story with such an enormous happy end. Job is a rich man. He has 10 children, grown-ups. They uh, celebrate a party in the house of the firstborn. Suddenly a storm <coughs> produces the tragedy. The house collapses and all 10 children are dead. All 10 with one blow. He is very rich in camels and goats and sheep and so on, asses. On one day, within hours, he loses all his possessions. And his answer, God gave it to me. God took it from me. The name of the Lord be blessed. And then, second stage. He becomes ill, very, very ill, from head down to the feet. He is ill, ill on his skin, and this sickness of his body leads to the sentence of his wife, kill yourself. But before you're going to do that, say goodbye to God. She is, she is so full of bitterness. 
But Job says, well, we, we have received the blessings from God. We, we didn't murmur, did we? And why shouldn't we receive the bad happenings? But then in chapter 19, that, that's really, really great what we find there. In verse 25, we read up to 27. For I know that my Redeemer lives. For I know that my Redeemer lives. And that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And so after my skin worms destroy this body. Yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself, and mine eyes shall behold, and not another. So my reins be consumed within me. What a hope. What a blessed hope. I shall see God, although he is in such a terrible condition. His body is, is, you can forget it. But he says, I shall see God. Not another. I, my eyes. My eyes will behold him. My Redeemer lives. That's hope. What an Old Testament hope we find here. From the power of the grave. In Psalm 49, we read the following verses. I start with verse 6. They that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches, none of them can by any means redeem his brother nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their soul is precious, and it ceases forever. That he should still live forever and not see corruption. That's what's our fate. We see corruption. And the richest, the wealthiest man, when he is dead, when the spirit has gone back to God, it had so. And even if he is in a very rich grave with all ornaments and whatever you want to do there, it is too late. It will not help him. Even if you have built a <laughs> like the Egyptian pharaohs, such a huge building, the pyramids, it's, it won't help you. And thieves came and collected all the riches which were brought in there. Oh, it's interesting to see. They that trust in their wealth, none of them, can by any means redeem 
his brother not give to God a ransom for him. The richest blessing is Jesus' blood on the cross. So when we come to him, then we will be raised from the power of the grave. And we are risen from the dead. But only Jesus can do that. Verse 13, this their way is their folly, yet their posterity approve their sayings. Like sheep, they are laid in a grave. Like sheep. Imagine, a rich man, a wealthy man, like sheep. Death shall feed on them, and the upright shall have dominion over them in the morning. And their beauty shall consume in the grave from their dwelling. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave. God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave. For he shall receive me. Be not you afraid when one is made rich, when the glory of his house is increased. For when he dies, he shall carry Nothing away. His glory shall not descend after him. There's only one glory that will descend after you. God's glory. If you are in close, loving relationship with your Redeemer, that's the ticket for a blessed hope. from the depth of the earth. In Psalm 71, David prays for himself and against enemies. In you, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be put to confusion. Deliver me in your righteousness and cause me to escape Incline your ear unto me and save me. Be you my strong habitation, whereunto I may continually resort. You have given commandment to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. This text inspired Martin Luther, the great reformator, to text a poem and he composed a melody for it. My fortress. God is my fortress. And because of this text we can see what the Old Testament hope is. They look beyond grave. Yeah, you are there and you are dead. But there will come the time when I will be released from death. There is a resurrection. If we go on reading here, 
verse 4, deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the wicked, out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel men. For you are my hope, O Lord God. You are my trust from my youth. By you have I been holden up from the womb. You are be that took me out of my mother's bowels. My praise shall be continually of you. Let my mouth be filled with your praise and with your honor all the day. Verse 15, my mouth shall show forth your righteousness and your salvation all the day. For I know not the numbers thereof. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of your righteousness, even of yours only. O God, you have taught me from my youth, and thereto have I declared your wondrous works. Now also when I am old and grey-headed, O God, forsake me not until I have showed my strength unto this generation and your power to everyone that is to come. And in verse 19 and 20, your righteousness also, O God, is very high. Who has done great things? O God, who is like you? Who is like you? You, which have showed me great and sore troubles, shall quicken me again and shall bring me up again from the depth of the earth. Your dead shall live. In the book of Isaiah, in the chapter 26, the headline is A Song of Confidence in God. We read in verse 14 about the dead. They are dead. They shall not live. They are deceased. They shall not rise. Therefore have you visited and destroyed them and made all their memory to perish the ones who didn't believe. But then, if we go on here, we read in verse 19, your dead men shall live. Dead men shall live. When you look at a graveyard, nothing. N nobody can live there. Huh? Your dead men shall live. Together with my dead body shall they arise. Oh, what a text. Awake and sing, you that dwell in dust, for your dew is as the dew of herbs, and the earth shall cast out the dead. This is the Old Testament hope. The earth shall cast out the dead. 
And when Jesus was resurrected, graves were opened. And people of the Old Testament, some of them, they, they were risen. They came out of the graves. And, and Matthew writes in there that, that they appeared to many. And imagine if these were people of the area previous to the flood. They, they, they were much taller, twice, <laughs> twice as tall as we are today, 20 times stronger. They, they could lift one ton, just 1,000 kilos, just like this. <laughs> they could lift a car alone. A single man, such a strength. And this resurrection, this will take place. And if you are resurrected, then you will then you will see a redeemer, the one who died for you, that you can be redeemed, that you can be resurrected. He did it for you. Because he loves you. Now what about you? What is your reaction to this offer of your Redeemer? He waits for your heart. He wants you to discover his love for you. And he waits that your love spreads all over up to him, to his glory that you will be a person that praises God day by day, daily, 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 to show He is my Redeemer and I will be risen from the grave. Those who sleep in the dust, the prophet Daniel, has got a vision. And we read in his last chapter, chapter 12, from the beginning, And at that time shall Michael stand up, that's Christ, Jesus Christ, the great prince which stands for the children of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time. And at that time your people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in a book, the book of life. So it's important to be in this book of life. Very, very important. How can you get into this book of life? Coming to Jesus as a friend. Is coming to his friend. That you apologize for the seasons when you did not take notice of your Redeemer. Repenting, confessing, asking for forgiveness. And what will he experience then? He will 
be the one who says to you, your sins are forgiven. Peace. Your sins are forgiven. You can start as a new person. It's like a new birth. That's what Jesus told Nicodemus, who, who was surprised. New birth? What, what does that mean? I cannot go back as a grown-up into my mother's womb. I'm, I'm too big. How can I be born anew? Born in mind. And important is, when will this redeeming time take place? When there is a time of trouble such as never was. Now that's important. So when there is a time of welfare and everything going on smoothly, uh, then Jesus won't return. He will come back when there shall be a time of trouble such as never was. When people say, we never had such a time. Never ever before. Then. Then. Jesus coming is near. At that time, your people shall be delivered. Everyone that shall be found written in the book. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. So there will be either or, either everlasting life or being gone forever. Forever. Life forever. Death forever. Second death. And when we read this here, they that sleep in the dust of the earth, they shall awake. Some to everlasting life. Do you want to be with these? Then love Jesus. Summary. In the Alan G. White comments at the end of the STA Bible Commentary in Volume 4, page 1143, we read, The life giver will call up his purchased possession in the first resurrection. It's his purchased possession. How did he purchase these people? <laughs> when he died with his blood, the blood of Jesus was the price. And until that triumphant hour, when the last trump shall sound, and the vast army shall come forth to eternal victory, what will happen then? Every sleeping saint will be kept in safety and will be guarded as a precious jewel. Have you heard of that? You are guarded as a precious jewel who is known to God by name. You are known to God by name. 
you're guarded as a precious jewel. Wow. Only kings and queens, they, they had these jewels. And you are in God's eyes a jewel. More worth than all the jewels of kings and queens on this planet. By the power of the Savior that dwelt in them while living, and because they were partakers of the divine nature, they are brought forth from the dead. They dwelt in their Savior. They were partakers of the divine nature. How can that be? Partakers of the divine nature? What's going on here? Once you open your heart to Jesus and say, here I am. Oh Lord, come to me. He will do so. His spirit will come to you and will fill your heart. And you will be filled with the spirit if you open your heart totally to him. And once you are filled with the spirit, if it's God's spirit, then you are a partaker of the divine nature. Of course, you are. God's spirit in you. Then you are a combination. Human being, but God's spirit inside. So you are partaker of the divine nature. And the more spirit in you, it depends how much you open your heart. If you open it totally, you will be filled with the Spirit. Overwhelming. And when you are filled with the Spirit, your thoughts will be new ones. And when your thoughts are new, your actions will be new ones. You will love what you hated before, and you will hate what you loved before. It, it's complete upside down, a reversal of everything. Because your love is not anymore the hobby you once loved so much, but your hobby now is being together with Jesus, loving him, doing his will. Be a missionary for him. It will be great. Just great. 